Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. South Bermondsey. Welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to a very dull, pushing with rain afternoon here in the Heartlands. We await the entrance of the two teams, Millwall versus Aston Villa in the Championship. My name is Nick Hart. You are listening, of course, to Akdung Millwall for this critical Championship fixture between two teams that are both underperforming in their different ways. The Lions on the back of a, a stronger performance, uh, an exciting performance, would you say? Up there at Nottingham Forest, Wednesday night, certainly one that raised my spirits. I don't know about you, dear listener. Some good attacking football coming from the wings. Jerry Scalak and, the, and the, the rejuvenated, the forgotten man, Shane Ferguson. Named in the, the starts of 11 Wednesday night. He starts again this afternoon. Only one change from that, that starting level on Wednesday up there at the city ground, which will be the return of Jed Wallace in place of Jerry Scalak, who sits on the bench this afternoon. Here come the two teams, dear listeners. As we await the Roy Green Classic. Let them come, let them come. Incidentally, I am um, going to be doing an interview very shortly with uh, JC Green, daughter of the Roy Green, the, uh, the master of the music, the man who wrote this number. Uh, a song that's, um, I can't imagine another song for us, can you, as our, as our club theme? Hopefully, I'm going to be speaking to JC in the very near future. Get a full rundown on the man that was Roy Green. Aston Villa in their familiar claret. Shirts, lines obviously in dark blue and white on this rainy afternoon. It's pouring down, dear listeners, absolutely chucking it down. Um, pitch is looking immaculate. I don't know how it's going to be underfoot, but certainly it looks beautiful from high above in block one. 
so yeah, a valuable point there at Nottingham Wednesday night, coming back from two goals behind. We contrived to give away two soft goals for me. How do you feel about the statement that I think we're giving away too many sloppy goals, dear listeners? Do you agree with me? I think that the first goal for Forrest on, on Wednesday was um, too much space given on the edge of the D to the, uh, the man who scored. I think his name was Lolly, Ice Lolly, something like that. Shot in from distance, beat Ben Amos. Could Ben Amos have done better? I think he possibly could have done. Although I won't put that one on his account precisely, I'll put that on the central defence that should have been making the so closing down the space there. So, second goal was another um, uh, shot from distance, hang on to it, push it onto the underside of crossbar two. Soft goals, dear listeners. Astonville in white this afternoon with Clara shirts. They took off their uh, their training tops. But what a comeback by the Lions to, to get back and almost look at the death. We've hit the woodwork, we've laid siege to the Forest goal and that was a much, much more hopeful sign. So is this the starting point? Is this the El Alamein of our season, the moment when it all turns around? The starting ground of middle season. We shall see. Decent crowd in there this afternoon, in the wet. Would have kept a few at home, but not a lot of tourists. We've got, we've got quite a few TripAdvisor tourists looking for their seats, studiously picking out the correct seat. You can tell who they are, looking at their ticket, reviewing which one in the aisle and which uh, seat number they are. Bless them. But we do get a lot of foreign support now, a lot, a lot of people dropping by, let's put it that way. Part of old London, a remnant of a time gone by, that's Millwall, isn't it? So your team today for the Lions will be Ben Amos in goal, Meredith on the, on, and um, Marlon Romy on the right-back, left-back. Central defence is Murray Wallace. Um, they did OK. Wednesday, only worries me, Jake Cooper. In the middle of the bowl, you've got Ryan Leonard, who played very well up there. Shane Williams on the wings. You've got Jed Wallace, and you've got forgotten man Shane Ferguson up front. Tom Elliott starts, who did very well for the Lions, alongside Lee Gregory. Seems to line up for a kick-off. Proceedings will be going away any moment now. People are taking pictures of me. Can you believe this? It's a, it's a strange form of fame doing this, dear listeners. I'll tell you that much. I'm not sure I'm entirely comfortable with it, but there we are. Away we go. Aston Villa attacking the cold blow lane end. As is right and proper under the Millwall Act 1873. I don't know if anyone tuned into the Love Sport radio show last night. Um, we had Tony Morley in from the... European Cup winning side of 1982 I've always thought it was a great winger and um, one of the standout wins of the European Cup by an English side um, I wouldn't say he's a hero of mine but I admired him as a footballer but what an odd bod uh, very odd man but rather, rather um, you know, abrupt in his manner of speech um, anyway there we are we say no more on Tony Morley than what an odd bod Nice take and turn there by Tom Mullett, who did very well for me up at the city ground. He's had his critics, myself included. Um, but I thought he put himself about well up there, had some nice touch, and used his physical size to much better effect. So um, we want to see more. That long ball down the channel for Lee Gregory to chase down. That's going to be paid back to the goalkeeper on a skiddy, wet surface. He clears it in the event. Two minutes. Jed Wallace does well to win a throw in over on the far right side there. As the ball broke, this is Marlon Romeo who's going to take the throw. When the fun stops, stop, says the advert behind Marlon. Well, the fun had stopped for most of the season, but it very definitely started up there in that comeback. Great comeback to get back and pull back a two-goal deficit up there at uh, Nottingham Wednesday. So I know I'll keep raving about it. It was just such a moment of relief, dear listeners. It's like having a, a you know, um, perhaps a, a shower with a happy ending of some sort. I mean, we won't dwell on that any further. 
Elliot's gone crushing in on the uh, left back over there. Put him down. A little bit of argy-bargy. Coming up to the third minute. Good to see Tom Elliott get in amongst it. That's the way he's going to win the hearts and minds of the Mill supports. I don't think there was anything intense. He's going to get a yellow card for it. I don't think there's anything malicious in it. Well, no more malicious than is expected from a Mill strike. A certain amount of maliciousness is, is required. It comes in the contractual clause three or four. I can't remember which one it is. Malicious, maliciousness must be shown to opposition players, but that was only in keeping with his contractual terms. Aston Villa, of course, have sacked their manager, Steve Bruce, earlier in the week. They're under the care of, um, is it Kevin McDonald or was, it, was he in the coronation streak? Um, Steve Bruce sacked. Such is the um, ambition of a nice little break here. Jed Boyce going down the right, skidding tackle. It's going to go for a throw in. Four and a half minutes. Such is the ambition of modern football. Aston Villa see themselves as um, a Premier League side and a poor average start, moderate start at mid table. Just two points off a sixth spot in, 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 in practical terms, but that's enough to get Brucey sacked. But um, who gives a shit about Steve Bruce, dear listeners? It's going to be a throw in for Marlon Romeo as we tick towards the fifth minute. It's thrown in long. Little flick out of Amelia. Williams couldn't take. Uh, an awkward little ball to take there. Nice little flick out of Tom Elliott. Looking much, much different prospect. Five minutes. That's going to be a free kick for Aston Villa. The 16 standing over the ball. 10. 10's going to going to take, the 14 excuse me various names including Brendan Rogers, Thierry Henry uh, Dwight York, Elvis Presley maybe even has been named as a possible even, uh, Aston Villa manager but uh, mystery man apparently is in the crowd here today who knows who that might be, in comes a free kick from the right, that's curved that's 1-0, volleyed home from close floated in and um, a, free, a free volley in from close, 1-0 Aston Villa on 6 minutes Large travelling support filling the upper tier of the uh, away end. Yeah, it was floated in, and um, I'm going to put that on, on Murray Wallace's account. That's a debit on Murray Wallace's account. The, the central defence for me this season has not looked solid, and there's another example there. We look flaky up at, at Forest at times, and so it is again today, dear listeners. Murray Wallace is uh, that's on you for me. Uh, Neil Harris did comment on the poor form recently and the increasingly fractious atmosphere around the club that um, you don't throw away five years of good work on the basis of uh, five weeks of madness. Is it five years, three years, however long he's been here? We don't throw away the good work that's been done since he's arrived. 20, 2015, I think it was. Um, no, you don't. And um, that, was, that was probably the biggest relief of all to see on, on Wednesday night. Just someone commented earlier on on the, on the, on the uh, strength of their bench and, the, and the, the resources available from the big club. Let's, let's get it right. Big club. European Cup winners in the past. A team that should expect to be in the, in the top tier. So it's a measure of what we're up against week in, week out. But we can't keep using that as an excuse. We've got to play to our strengths. And soft goals went I think that's a soft goal we've just seen. It's going to be really harsh. Um, Murray Wallace, does he convince me? He don't convince me. Um, one or two spoke well about him on Wednesday night, but I've not seen enough to um, warrant him retaining his position the moment, the very moment uh, Sean Hutchinson is back fit again. Shane Bullock defending, says Michael Avery on the WhatsApp group that I subscribe to. Piss take, says Lucas Ball. Ball from Williams into the channel, so Gregory to chase down, come towards the 15 minute. Does brilliantly well, dispossesses the four. No one in the support, unfortunately. It's, it's Gregory now who's got his man forward. This is, this is Wallace. Can he get a shot away? It's deflected. Oh, nice save by the number one goalkeeper now. Uh, left-handed save at the bottom, the bottom left corner. Come for a corner on the middle, uh, the, the uh, right side. 
Nice work by Lee Gregor, the amount of work the boy does. I know we were talking about Tom Bradshaw on the show last night. Will he get a start? Well, Gregory is keeping him up by sheer work rate, if not finishing, but uh, work rate alone. Middle corner on the right, it's going to be Shane, Sean Williams, 15 minutes. It's floated in, it's deep towards Cooper. Doesn't win that one, unfortunately. He won a lot on Wednesday, but not that one. This is uh, Shane Ferguson, swung in from the left towards the big man. That's, that's Elliot, gets ahead of to it, but no uh, cigar taken by the goalkeeper. I was just having my uh, pre-match um, wee, my pre-match wee. Do you have a pre-match wee, dear listeners? I do. Pre-match wee. I'm at that time of life, you have a pre-match wee. And the bloke says, oh, yeah, uh, really nice to me. I follow you on Twitter. You're, the, you're Lions TV, aren't you? So, Dan, I'm getting mistaken for you, mate. I'm not sure if that should worry you or please you or what, really. But anyway, people are starting to think I'm you, mate, if you're listening. Much disconcerting the gentleman's convenience to be, you know mistaken for someone else we're not really exploiting the wings so far dear listeners that's a long ball over the top towards Lee Gregory wins space he's going to win a corner good work Lee Gregory's um, doing very well so far for me this this game corner off the number four there on the left side underneath us in block one it will be Sean Williams it takes 21 and a half minutes in it comes it's deep towards uh, Jake Cooper who gets his head to it but underneath it slightly and it goes harmlessly wide and over the bar nice article in today's Daily Mail if you don't know if you read that fascist newspaper but um, on the sports pages they've got a really nice article with um, Jimmy Carter um, hero of the 87, 88, 89 teams um, who says nothing nothing in his football career beats sitting on top of the football league with his mates at Millwall and no that, that was one of the moments of uh, my Millwall life going top of the table which was 30 years ago today if not today but this this week I think it was wonderful moment nice article by Jimmy Carter moved on to other teams after us of course Arsenal Liverpool Pompey I think he played there but um, forever and ever a Millwall boy and still involved with the club which is lovely to see here come the Lions this is Ryan Leonard from distance he takes a punt a tad self-indulgent by Ryan that we had um, Wallace and uh, Gregory breaking in front of him but he took a shot it was wide coming towards the 23rd minute some people probably pull me up for using the word fascist there um, I've clearly got my tongue in my cheek of course um, but they did support the British Union of Fascists in the 1930s there's a famous article hurrah for the black shirts Sir Oswald famously so uh, they can't be they can't be too picky about the term fascist can they when they've had articles in their newspaper in the past that'll get me a twitter storm saying that wouldn't it there's a lurid orange advert on the on the lead screens advertising our orange kit it's bright orange it really is lurid manufactured by macron french president of course also does a line in football kits apparently villa being forced back into their own, own half and all the way back to their own penalty area free kick drawn by tom elliott there nicely done one from 20 clattering from behind it's going to be a mill free kick about halfway inside the Aston Villa half 25th minute it's going to be Sean Williams standing over it who will take all the usual suspects have got into the into the D of the penalty area and it's floated in deep 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 towards Cooper at the far post he gets his head to it falls to Ferguson but oh Shane Ferguson deflects his shot bottom left hand corner the forgotten man's back in their mind now well done Shane Ferguson 26 minutes slammed home from close let's watch it on the replay 
Wayne driving down, Ferguson bravely in the mix. Here it comes, ball floated in, far post. Cooper gets ahead of to it, falls. Ferguson slams it on the volley, comes in off a deflection off one of the Villa defenders, one each. We showed good character Wednesday night, we showed good character. I know it's only a goal, but we've still got to work forwards, get the breaks. And however they're going, doesn't matter, but that's good character again. And I've raised on the radio show last night Shane Ferguson. I mean, you know, all joking aside, he has been out in the cold. He's been, um, you know, not, not featured in any starting lineup for some time. And now he's been picked and he's taken his chance. And there's a goal. He's got his just reward. Good to see. Good, well done, Shane Ferguson. Take my hat off to him. That's floated through to Ben Amos harmlessly. That takes real character and, and bold. Well done. Long ball forwards seems to be the uh, tactic of choice again. It's a, taken well by Lee Greg. That's a shot from distance by Ryan Leonard. High over the bar, goal kick. 28 minutes, long ball falls there from Jake Cooper. Finds Lee Gregg, who's doing fantastically well, dear listeners. Lays it off to Ryan Leonard, who shoots high over, but that's the kind of thing we want to see. That will come off at some point. Nice work, Millwall. Great tackle by Murray Royce, well played the referee for letting that go. Many would have blown the whistle. It's a long ball finds Lee Gregg on the right. He's got Elliot in the middle. He's had to pull up with back to goal, so he's going to have to try and get the cross in. He does do very well. This is Shane Williams, blocked to the last 29 minutes. Will get the rebound? They're under, under siege at the moment. Medieval siege warfare. We're going to be bringing up the, um, the old um, siege towers soon. The, the, uh, the, the, the catapult things that launch rocks and bits of old dead dog. Here comes Tom Elliott down the, the left, 29 minutes. It's Ferguson. Another chance to go across, and he does... Not brilliantly well with that cross, he's skidded at the last. Goalkeeper takes. Little player down in the centre circle to give us all a breathing moment. Lucas Ball's making the early shout for Gregory for player of the season. Early yet, Lucas, but I do think he's doing some fantastic work at the moment, and today included. The, um, the man doesn't stop running, he's winning balls he shouldn't have any right to, to win for a man of his stature. And um, early player of the season, says Lucas. So let's, let's go with that for the moment. Steve Morrison on the bench today is. Um, that re- report on the news at Den about his contract being up at this um, the end of this season with a few others actually um, and he's expecting talks at some stage over the course of the season as he would always put it when we start winning some football matches 35 years old out of contract at the end of the season would you reduce Morrison's contract? I would would you dear listener? there's a question for you I, I think we should because he gives leadership he gives presence um, it, I like Morrison coming off the bench probably that's what we're going to see increasingly Tom Elliott is doing very well for us and um, I think Morrison may start one or two more than um, you know as we go, go ahead but certainly he'll come off the bench more often I would think but yes I would, I would certainly renew his contract other, other names also out of contract will be Lee Gregory Shane Ferguson Byron Webster Conor McLaughlin Jordan Archer Ryan Tunnicliffe Tom Elliott and David Martin well there's a few in there that I would and a few in there that I wouldn't so to speak metaphorically steam rising from the uh, recycling pond over the back of the stadium there's a, a Twitter thing in the week most beautiful football stadiums most beautiful backdrops I posted at my take on that which is our own recycling pond and the, back, the backdrop of the den I think there's uh, no more finer sight in the world than the steam rising off the recycling plant Mill forcing Villa back into their own half 33rd minute of the game there's seven has it he will he's trying to they're trying to release it but Mill have pressed them back and that's that's um, bouncing around midfield and then we draw a free kick Shane Ferguson draws a free kick 33rd minute here come Villa pressing forwards though that's that's hoofed for a corner uh, by, off of Jay Cooper's boot there 
until 36 minutes, it'd be a right-sided corner for Aston Villa. Aston was famously where the, the golden shot used to be made, wasn't it, in, in, the, in the 70s. This is one for older listeners, younger listeners will wonder what on earth I'm on about. Bob Monkhouse used to present a, a TV quiz, in comes a corner, long and deep over everyone's head. That's going to go for a goal kick to derision. And um, the golden shot was, it was prime time, Sunday afternoon viewing. Um, the, the premise of it was that uh, you answered questions for a chance to shoot a um, crossbow bolt at a thread upon which a, a, an apple was hanging, William Tell style. And um, the, the, the hook was that the, um, you had to do it by telephone. You had to ring in and um, speak to the cameraman. Bernie the Bolt was the, uh, the man, and you had to tell him to move right, and, right a bit, left a bit, and then fire when you thought that the... Um, the, uh, the you know the the, the uh, crossbow was accurately aimed. Um, I, I, I never saw anyone win it. No 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 shit. I suppose you'd say. Um, big show. Bob Mungas presented to have Anne Aston was the the, the, uh, the, uh, the the you know the the, the the female sidekick, and she always played a ditzy blonde. There we are. Little flick header on the on the right side from Elliot finds Gregory. The ball's into the box. So everyone said. Meredith's in the mix, it's still bouncing around the edge of the D and up and away, 37 and a half minutes. Back into the B, that's going to go through to the goalkeeper. The line's looking dangerous on the attack. When we get the crossing in from the sides, from the wings, we look very dangerous indeed. And it's been a long while since we can say that, dear listeners, but we can say it. Meredith will uh, have to be a greyhound to get that. He's, he's chased it down, though. He's an Australian greyhound and it's scored out by the, by the Villa defender well enough by the number four. On the, edge of the penalty, on the edge of the halfway line this is Tom Elliott breaking forwards all wide left he finds Jed Wallace back into the mix to the 21 unfortunately he'll bring away I thought he might have tried a shot there but maybe didn't trust his, uh, his accuracy power or striking ability anyway Mill break again Lions coming forward in waves at the moment 39 this is now on the right side this is Jed Wallace all into the mix that took a slight deflection falls now to Meredith he finds Ryan Leonard, this is Sean Williams from the edge of the penalty area, all over the bar, close, close, close. Ticking towards the 40th minute, Lions looking much, much brighter, dear listeners. Probably just over, over, overcooked it there, one or two maybe could have taken on responsibility perhaps, but I am being rather picky, dear listeners, such is my want. Floodlights full on, skies leaden grey, rain driving down. It's that kind of afternoon in South Bermondsey. Wherever you're listening, you're probably somewhere hot and exotic, somewhere out in the Australian outback, outback, uh, the outback, Woomera, the rocket station of Woomera. Perhaps deep in the uh, the Klondike or you know the frozen wastes of Alaska. But you'd sooner be here on a grey afternoon in South Bermondsey, wouldn't you? As you're listening to this. Here comes a shot from distance from the 14. That's taken nicely by Ben Amos. That was low. Um, skidding along the ground. That was an awkward ball to take. He'd done well there. 42 minutes. I drove past well all the other night. I haven't been past well all for some time. My old granddad and Nan used to live on Bournebrook Road on, on the Kidbrook Estate. And my granddad um, loved to be in the bookmakers all day on a Saturday. And I remember his favourite bookmakers, a place called... Uh, Danny Max on, on by the uh, well, Odeon as it was then that's now a trendy gym and Danny Max has been turning into Domino's Pizza and it's all gone online as I'm looking at Sky Bet's advert flickering around the, the lead he would have loved online book, bookmaking he spent a, a double fortune the way he did spend with Danny Mac but um, perhaps well, that's, I was going to say the social aspect of gambling is gone with the online but it hasn't really because betting shops are still packed aren't they so I'm talking absolute poppycock dear listeners Absolute poppycock, it's the tagline 
of my show. Mill pressing down the right side, and Brilla will bring it away. Coming towards the 44th minute, a few more seconds, so one more minute to go. Yeah, no one seems to lose money by setting up an online bookmaking business. And um, the, old, the old man would have loved that, absolutely loved that. Sadly long gone, sadly. And there we are. And the Well All Odeon is now a gym. I saw the Jungle Book in the Well All Odeon when it came out, actually, back in the, uh, what would that be, 70s, it? early 70s, late 60s. Great crunching tackle there by Ryan Leonard, who sends the ball back into the Aston Villa half to the applause to the Den. One thing the Den loves more than anything else is a good crunching tackle. Also noticed the old Rochester Way Social Club, which was forever being um, afflicted with arson. I remember um, it was like a drinking club, come social club, working men's club, off, off of Rochester Way near uh, Brissett Road, um, and it's now been rebuilt sadly into yet another so so what kind of housing estate, yellow brick buildings. And in its day, it was a social. It's forever been burnt out and rebuilt. I'm sure the insurance companies must have spent a fortune and decided it's cheaper and easier just to get them built as so what yellow brick housing flats. I dare say under some kind of a tawdry local authority housing association scheme. But yeah, the old Rochester Way Social Club burned out many a time in its time. Something of a centre of villainy, I believe, as well, in, in its day. Apologies to anyone, I haven't got a bloody clue about the locations I've just described. I think most of the, the heartland support will know exactly where I'm talking about there. Um, if you're living in Woomera, Wagga Wagga, the Klondike or Alice Springs or something like that and you don't know what I'm on about apologies they're, they're South East London locations of some repute there's half time well there we are um, we'll make it at half initial blow and we've gone given away another soft goal to go a goal behind and then gradually 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 as the half's worn along we've taken control of the game and they're looking increasingly dangerous as it goes towards half time so good performance another good performance from the Lions as it's gone along despite the, um, the usual question marks over our defensive prowess. One or half time, dear listeners. Achtung, few uh, half-time tweets that I'm able to pick up. Reception not brilliant, dear listeners. Apologies for that. One from uh, our, our northern correspondent, John Shipman. John Shippers. Um, didn't we used to be good at defending set-pieces? Asks John. Yes, we used to be, John. Um, Lions TV, Tony TT says there are goals in this game for the Lions. Villa are very ropey at the back, says Tony. But will we take our chances is the question that Tony posits. Henshaw, who I did the walk with last week. Henshaw, drug sniffer dogs in attendance at Millwall. Attendance 612, says Henshaw, if that carries on. The old 4G struggling, dear listeners, so I'll uh, fall back on a few bits and pieces I picked up. Before the game, um, news at Den's story in the week. Jake Cooper has been rated by the News at Den readership as the player of the month. I think he's playing very well at the moment, don't you? Uh, involvement in goals on a regular basis, playing well today. He's, he's now seen as a weapon both going forwards. I, 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 unfortunately, I think he's employed as a defender, so that's where we're probably struggling a little bit. But um, that's probably not down to Jake. I just think he needs a strong leader behind him. Come back soon, Sean Hutchinson. But um, player, of the, player of the month on, on the News at Den site. Well done, Jake. Fantastic picture from Wednesday night, by the way. I don't know if you've seen it. You must have done it. It's done the rounds. Our meal players are pretty only by a low barrier from these two vicious Forest fans who have got their arms wide open. Um, Marlon appears to be doing a, a shush, Mr. Shush sign. Uh, O'Brien shouting at them. And I think Gregory's just giving them the eyeball. So, um, great picture. It's doing the rounds on the internet. See it if you can, dear listeners. 
Lee Gregory talking about that result Wednesday night says that's that, talking about the uh, the goals and chances that we've missed. That's our luck at the moment, minute, but we're so happy to turn it around. The season's performance, he means. That's what's happened to us in so many games. Been unlucky. It feels good to be back. Last year we beat Leeds 4-3 away. What a great game that was. I, I know I keep banging on about it. It was one of the great games of Millwall life. And it's games like that that turn your season around. Hopefully we can kick on on Saturday against Aston Villa. I can't wait for that game now. Refers to him hitting the bar in the first half, very unlucky, and missing other chances too on the basis of luck. Uh, interesting comment by Neil Harris in training that uh, Gregory relays. He says, We're in training at Calmont Road, and the gaffer, Neil Harris, pulls the strikers to one side. And he says, you're not going to score in every game. But as a unit, I want the strikers to get one a game. We're on that target now, so we just have to keep going. Whether it's me, Morrow, Tom Elliott, T, as he's called, Bradders, Aidan O'Brien. I think we more, need more imaginative nicknames. Morrow, T, Bradders, Aidan O'Brien. Whatever, as long as we keep getting our chances. Tweet from, um, or the message, what's that message from Doug Hume out there in Sweden? Svenska. Doug says, got stronger as the half went on. We did, Doug. Elliot doesn't seem to play as well in front of a home crowd at the moment. Can we clone Cooper, please? Um, I think he gets more pressure at home. Um, I can hear comments from people in the crowd here digging him out. I, this is the Millwall way, unfortunately. I think it is unfortunate. It's just not going to change it. But um, unfortunately, he doesn't get coated as much away from home as he will do at the den for every little error. He's playing OK for me at the moment, Tom Elliot. Good to see him start. Good to see him matching up to that so far. So good. Interesting statistic from the BBC site. Mill have not kept a clean sheet in any of their last nine championship games and are winless in their last eight. Um, so this would be um, ten games now. We haven't kept a clean sheet. The winless part is yet to be settled, but certainly that's uh, ten non-clean sheets, dirty sheets, stained sheets. And Mill have lost the most points from a winning position in the championship, whilst Aston Villa have gained the most from behind. Not a great statistic from the Mill perspective, of course. And finally, a meme from the net. A meme, you've probably seen it. It's uh, an image of on the gates at the den, and on the note, on the, uh, the gate is a polite notice from the management. You ungrateful twats. The Wembley finals, two Wembley finals, an amazing cup run in 2017, beating three premiership sides. Promotion, six brilliant signings on a budget, and you lot are still finding things to moan about. Behave, have respect. There will be a day when you will say, I wish we still had Neil Harris in charge. That's a nice meme. I like that, and I approve of that meme. Actually, I approve of that meme. I think there's been a lot of, um, well, you know... Fractiousness. I think there's a lot of uh, kids brought up in the modern era. Millennials. I'm going to blame the millennials for not knowing that these are the great days, not the bad days of Millwall. If you followed Mill for any length of time, like I have and others will have in their different eras, you'll know that these are the great days despite, you know, one or two poor performances. It, it can get a lot worse than this, dear listeners. Can't it? You know it can too. You wouldn't be listening to this show if you didn't believe that in your heart. These are the great days. And well done for Neil Harris for getting this group of players to find something and digging their way, not yet out of the mire, but certainly um, you know, the first steps in that direction. We'll probably get relegated now. I've said all that. There's a little Churchillian-style speech. Achtung, Milbein. So it's the Lions going to kick us off for the second half. No changes, apparent. Attacking the cold blow lane end in the second half. In accordance with parliamentary legislation since 1873. And away we go, dear listeners. Lions showing some good purpose, winning tackles in the, in the awkward places. And this is Jed Wallace on the edge of the penalty. He floats the ball 
wide, wide right, unfortunately, but it was a nice attempt. Lions claim that was deflected, it'd go a long way wide right, and this has been given. Corner on the right, it was, I thought it was uh, an inaccurate shot, must have taken a, a deflection, so it's a corner from the, the Millwall on the right. Coming towards the 47th minute, and it comes, near post ball. Headed up and away, it goes back to the to the wing. It's going to come in again from the the right. That's into the mix. That was dangerous. It's still bouncing around in the Aston Villa penalty area. They're all bouncing around. That's two one slammed home. Tomlinson two one not cleared. Slammed in from close by the big man. Two one. That's the account. Settled for the strikers. One goal from the strikers is what Neil Harris wanted. That was slammed home simply enough from close range by big Tom Elliott. He's watching. Ball comes in. He's headed up. Bouncing around, falls to Elio, slammed in. Goalkeeper can't do anything about it. That's 2 1 Millwall. Nice work, Tom Elliott. There's the first EIO of the season, dear listeners. I'm going to write a letter to the editor of the time because it's traditional when you hear the first cooker of spring. Well, I've just heard the first EIO of the Millwall season. I'm going to send a letter to the, the editor of the Times probably one of the Reese Mogg family I dare say that's got the stadium rocking a long ball over the top trying to find Lee Gregor I think that's not accurate enough it falls into the path of Tom Elliott who concedes a free kick unfortunately Aston Villa pressing forwards now halfway inside the middle half there's a 10 from distance that's a Looping shot taken well by, Joe, by Brian Amos. Ben Amos. Brian Amos. John Amos. Took it well in front of the 18. Oncoming. That was a dipping shot in the wet. Um, a couple of puddles as, as players have gone in for challenges. Balls are sitting on the grass. It's been very, very heavy rain all afternoon. I think it's still continuing. Hard to tell from where I am. But you've done well there, dear listeners. going to be a right-sided for, uh, corner by the 14. In it comes, near post, flick head over the bar. No danger there. Incidentally, incidentally, I want to say thank you for the uh, chap who said, uh, asked if I was Nick outside in Zamba Road. I came in, shook my hand, a very, very kind, very nice uh, gesture. So he listens to the show. Um, quite a weird feeling to be recognised and people say hello to you. Um, quite nice. Um, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with it at times, but it's lovely to say uh, to, to me, uh, whatever your name was. Thank you very much. Odd feeling. Good and bad. All at once. Long ball forwards. This is Gregory trying to chase it down. It's Aston Villa will bring away, dear listeners. Great sliding tackle by, by uh, Lee Gregory. Referee last play. He just gets away from him in the event. But that's a great effort by Lee Gregory on the halfway line. That was an aimless ball fight by Aston Villa. And we will pick up in defence. Great work by Tom Elliott, but usually his physique to get between the Aston Villa player and the ball there, as he, he fails to control the skinny ball. Some, some poor passing at the moment. If I'm, Marlon's just embarrassed himself there, the ball forwards. Villa now playing the ball around the edge of the middle penalty area, 57 minutes looming. This is the 10. They're going to try a shot. They've got uh, blue bodies between them now. It's out to the wing. They've pulled into a mix. That's set. Bullet, bullet header from the, the 16. I thought that got in for one awful moment. That's why I froze and went silent. Wide of the right post in the event. Watch it on the replay. That looked like a chance. Ball out wide. It's come fired in. And that's caught on the diving header wide of the right-hand post. They would be disappointed. But that, dear listeners, that was a chance. 57 minutes. 
throw for Marlon Romeo halfway inside the Aston Villa half. That's throw, long throw forwards. That falls now to Jed Wallace on the right side of the Villa Perisic. There's a ball floated into the middle. That's over everyone's head. It falls to Shane Ferguson on the left. It's back into the middle and batted back around by the goalkeeper for a corner on the left side. Nice play by Millwall. We're getting the ball bouncing back and forth across the Aston Villa goal at the moment. Nice work. So corner on the right side. Uh, left side's going to be taken by Sean Williams. And it comes, left side, deep, 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 deep. Um, headed out from the six-yard line by the Villa defender there, and under no challenge particularly. That's headed back into the channel. Elliot runs wide to take. What can he do? He, he, he's going to work a corner. Nice work by Tom Elliot. He's getting the applause. There's one or two snarky comments I heard earlier on in the game when he, when he let one ball go. Um, unfair. Um, as Doug said, he gets, he gets plays better away from us because people dig him out at home. But he's starting to draw the crowd on his side. That's great to see. I want to see Tom Elliott perform. I want to see Tom Elliott do what he, we, we want him to do. He's a good striker. Let's, let's see. I want to see Tom Elliott succeed at Millwall. That's right-sided corner. Coming towards the 60th minute. It's going to be floated in. Deep, deep, deep near post. Off the crossbar. Glancing header. It falls now to Jed Wallace from the rebound. Can Jed work space? Still in play, but unfortunately he's taking it too wide right, and that will be clear. That's off the crossbar. Unlucky Millwall, no luck at all. That's it. How many times have we hit the crossbar this season, dear listeners? Nicely taken, Lee Gregory. Long ball forwards. Gregory's from distance shoots. Just wide and left post. 64 and a half minutes, shot from distance. Nice stuff, Lee Gregory. Man of the match, I think so, so far. Someone's going to, else is going to do something special to take you off of him in this game. Fantastic work, Tom Elliott. Took and turned ball through the middle. Lee Gregory on the run. Can he's probably just overrun it? He's still got the ball. Corner just took it too wide. Fantastic work by Tom Elliott to feed him. The then applaud has won. Unlucky Lee Gregory just got pushed wide. It was just a little bit too uh, far in front of him. Couldn't quite get control. Some attention with defender that just pushed it wide right. It's going to be a corner mill wall. Elliott and Gregory partnership. I think it's time to call it. Halfway through the second half, much, much better performance by the Lions. We've looked really dangerous pressing forwards in the second half. Deservedly 1-2-1 one, uh, two, two, ahead. We've hit the woodwork. We've looked dangerous. Tom Elliott's playing really well with Lee Gregory. So it's a lot of good news for one mil all match, dear listeners. In comes the corner now from uh, the right side. It's into the mix. Battered away by the goalkeeper under a lot of attention. Jed takes some turns. Will he try a shot? He must do from there. He's still got the ball. Leonard takes it away from the Lions. Pressing forwards, some forces just running into a bit of a, a blind alley there. Jed Wallace clattered there by the uh, the 17. The crowd won him off. 50-50 ball, he's got clattered. That is blessing, isn't it? That's the new boat just come on. I saw a tweet earlier. A bloke um, has had a, a kind of a, a, a full-scale back tattoo of the cold blow lane here. The design of the cold blow. Uh, with two leaping lions coming in from either side of his shoulders. Um, with cold blow lane and all over it. Who's this coming out here? Tom Elliott coming out. Morrison coming in. Listen to the applause for Tom Elliott. That's what you like to see. That's that's the boy who's dug deep, worked hard, and is getting the applause. Well done, Tom Elliott. Goal today. Very good performance by Tom Elliott. I like what I saw today by the big man. In comes the old Silver Fox himself. Yeah, a very busy tattoo, dear listeners. Um, I don't know, make no comment on tats. Uh, I haven't got any. Have you got some? Um, this looks a bit much all over your back but anyway what do I know there's Villa pressing forwards on 77 the danger zone 
the three and the eleven on the on our left side at the moment. He skids to much amusement on his Harris. Listen to that. Going for a throw in in the event, so the pressure's not gone away. Chip forwards. That's going to go through to nobody, dear listeners. Lovely ball falls. This is Lee Gregory on the right side. He's got Morrison inside of him. He finds Morrison. Can he get the ball in? That's going to be deflected for a corner on the on the left side. 82 minutes on the stadium clock. It's going to be floated in for when it comes. Far post. Cooper gets his head to his wide. Aston Villa on the attack now. 87 minutes. This is the 10. Ball out wide. Left. That's going to go for a goal kick. Williams bemoans his luck to the amusement of the crowd. Five-year contract for him recently. Did I read somewhere, the listener? Interested in from Premier League clubs. Spurs were supposed to be after him. They didn't obviously didn't take up the interest in him. Substitution. This is um, Ferguson's coming out. Aidan O'Brien's coming. He's done very well for me, Shane Ferguson. And deserving of our applause. Have a listen to that. That would be sweet music and easy as he's been a man forgotten and he's come back and forced himself back into contention. That's all you can do in a game of football. Well done, Shane Ferguson. Good applause for him this afternoon. 88 minutes. Four minutes time allowed. Lions on the attack as we enter those last four minutes. Right sided corner. Morrison's going over to do the old short corner routine. Waiting his moment, he's going to get another corner. There was a, a, a tweet online showing one of the games last season, I think it was, where he did precisely this. Must be very frustrating to be an opponent trying to win the ball back. Still stuck in that far corner, it's gone for a, a Villa throw, unfortunately, we'll get possession back. Enjoy an experience like no other a stadium tour, a meal at Kitchener's restaurant, and a, a, a coaching experience at Millwall. An experience like no other, dear listeners. Last few minutes, Bill attacking down the left, all out wide left. This is who's that? Leonard Morrison's with him. Villa do bring the ball away. It'll be last chance saloon any moment now, I think. This is the 18 on the, on the left side. Mill got to be on their guard and the ball into the box. That's going to go nowhere. Ben's getting ready to explode when this win comes. There's a rather middle-class father with young boy in front of me. Um, boy looking bewildered by um, <laughs> the West Upper in full last-minute flow. second half all um everything you want to see from the side built on that Wednesday night performance strong performances by Tom Elliott and Shane Ferguson Lee Gregory's my man of the match you can differ if you like I can't think of a better performance for a long time by a middle player there's a sound coming now any moment Mr DJ take it away never heard this one for a while
Well, it's Millwall's second league win of the season after that 2-1 victory after Aston Villa. It's an absolutely top-class performance from Millwall from start to finish. The, um, opening 20 minutes, Villa were probably the better team, in all fairness. Um, they looked very good. They were moving the ball sharply and it looked like they could have stepped it up another two or three gears. But got, they got that early goal and then Millwall got themselves back into the game and after that it was all Millwall, really. Villa barely had a shot after the opening 20 minutes and... Millwall could have had certainly more than their two goals that they got. Uh, Lee Gregory was, you know, absolutely outstanding as they chased down everything. Worked the worked the channel so well. Shane Ferguson, I mentioned for him, comes back from out of the wilderness and does absolutely brilliantly today as well. And Jake Cooper, who's probably been Millwall's player of the season so far, he carried on his good form with another solid performance, even getting the assist for Shane Ferguson's goal. Tom Elliott netted too. Um, decent performance overall from Elliott. A few times he had a bit of a poor first touch, but you know it is hard in the uh, in the rain certainly. And you know he got the goal, he took the goal well, and it meant that Mill got the three points. Move on to Reading after the international break. Come on, you lines. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Achtung, Mailball. Okay, a huge welcome to a new guest on the show, a new guest pundit, Tony Thomas. Welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you very much, Nick. Much appreciated. It's a pleasure to be on, to be honest. Oh, nice of you to say so, mate. It's, it's especially nice in the aftermath of that much-needed win yesterday. That felt a bit like um, a burden being relieved from our collective shoulders as a club, didn't it? It's amazing that, you know, we've, we've, we've come so close to winning yeah. so many games at home, um, other than the Derby one, which we did win. And, obviously, we've come away from Forest with... With, with you know a little bit of 
jazz in our boots, thinking, you know, yeah. we come away nicking a point. And it's weird that, that how, how, how much of a different feeling that gives the players. Um, and, and, I've, and I've said recently that that, that picture of, of Aidan, Marlon and, and Gregory like yeah. squaring up to yeah. the, you know, squaring up to the Forest fans, yeah. that's, that's what this Mill team is about. You know, we need that, I don't know, that little bit of no one likes the spirit from the players themselves. Well, for and me, that's what's been that, missing, Tony. I mean, that, that, that's, you know, if you want yeah, that picture right. in a way summed up what hasn't been there for this season. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And it's, it's really hard to pinpoint why. But it's, I think it's a little bit of, a, you know, the second season syndrome where we done we exceeded all expectations last year. We did, yeah. Um, Cahill left, then we lose Savile. Yeah. Um, Hutchinson goes down. And then there's just a, a little bit of a great... And the Borough game didn't help at the start of the season because if we'd have won that game, especially how, how poor we were away to Borough last year. We were abject, and I think it was one of our worst performances where our players just gave up. So if we'd have started the season the way we did for 85 minutes, to, to lose to lose the, the three points in that manner was such a, a heartbreak. And I think from then on, we've been back to, to, get, to get back to where we were last season. And I think that, like I said, the Forest game was, has turned it around. But, but we needed a bit of luck yesterday. You know, we needed a deflection for Fergie to score. Yeah. But yeah. then from then on, it always looked like we were we were the team in the ascendancy. The, the crowds then came into it because we were. I've heard about that the crowd was was good and it, and it was good, but it was only good after we equalised. You know that that the then is a an awful place to be when it's not a happy place. Well, for, we, for the players and, and for ourselves. I mean, I, I, on the radio show a couple of weeks ago last week, I, I had this personal theory that we, we only have one way to play, Tone, don't we? I mean, we, we don't really have the ability to play the ball around like some of these teams. Um, I wouldn't include Villa. I thought they were quite poor yesterday. But we've seen some decent teams in recent weeks, haven't we, at the Den? <clears throat> and, and as a club, and I don't know how you feel, I'd be interested to hear how you feel, but I think we're either on fire... Or we're nowhere. We, we don't have any. We, we can't do. We can't do beige. We can't do bland. We've we've either got to be on it, drama, fire and fury, for want of a better phrase, or we're we're just not happening at all. I agree a hundred percent, and it's and it's not easy to get. That. You know that more than anything, effort. Yeah. And if you're, you, you, players are willing to go that extra mile when things are going their way, and it's so much harder to get yourself up. You know even. You know, if you're going into work one morning and you know you're going to have a decent day, it makes getting up at four in the morning a little bit easier than it does, you know, and if you're going into work and you know you're working with a load of, you know, people you don't really like working with, it, it completely changes the mood and it's, it, well, it's psychology, isn't it? It's, it sounds silly, but it, it's, there's, there's no quick fix. And, and, and I think maybe Harris panicked a little bit too much in changing it around, taking the on out of the team because he'd made a couple of errors. I think he he was worried that you know we're on his back, and that's what we do as as fans. We're we're very vocal to our own team, our own manager. You know, ridiculous calls that yeah. he doesn't know what he's doing, and you think that, and he, he I think maybe bought into that, and and he and he's, he's, he's a couple of changes that I, I I don't think were needed. However, in in the last few games, he's you know starting Elliot up front instead of Morrison. I think Morrison can have the impact that Kay had last year coming off coming the into the and, game. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's that 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 for me, he lifted the crowd. He did, even though you know he started games and he and he's been in a 
a lot of the time. And, and the crowd have given him a load of grief. Yeah. Um, not necessarily inside the stadium, but certainly on social media and, and in the pubs, you, you, you hear a lot of negative that he's passed it. But when he's come on, he's, he's, he's able to... You know, he's, I saw him run a lot more in the, in, the, in the time that he was on yesterday than I have done in the previous three or four games that he's played in. And, and, and that's where he can make the difference. You know, he's given Elliot a, a rest at that stage. And, you know, Elliot, where, Elliot's one of those players... He hasn't got the best of touch. No, he doesn't. No, you know, no. All, all, although the Cruyff turn on the halfway line, was, yeah, <laughs> I will never forget. You know, I, I, I just, I, I can't imagine... The great Mill moments, it joins a no, long list. Yeah, it, it, it must be, yeah. Up there with Paul Wilkinson actually nodding it onto somebody <laughs> rather than always nodding it onto nobody. You know, up there with the, the, the key moments. You know, Absolutely. If, if we'd have scored that goal... At that stage, I think the roof would have lifted off the. It was, it was, you know, and and it, it sounds so stupid because we won the game. We was, we were, you know, the buzz is back. But that one moment in just took the pressure off of everybody. Everyone just felt a little bit light-hearted and, yeah. and and had a little bit of a chuckle. It, it, it lifted his confidence. Like I said, the defender went for a hot dog because he he didn't see Elliot doing that in a month of Sunday. So he fully bought the turn. And if Gregory had sat that in. Or, or finished it off, it would have been it would have been unbelievable. But that, that, that's that's Mill completely. We, we we nearly get there, but we're, we're just quite, short in the moment. We're never quite. Yeah, oh. it was a brilliant moment, and it meant that everyone was coming out of the den, you know, happy. You know, Absolutely. We <clears throat> how long how long since that's been so tone? I mean, it's you know, right, it's too long. It's too long. You and, know, and, the... and it's not through a want of trying. You know, I, I think the fans have, have tried to get behind the boys. They do. They do what they can to to, to lift the spirits so difficult when you know the lot I think Harry said it after the game yesterday and it and it's a perfect way of putting it we mm-hmm. we're never going to have like you said we're never going to have the, the the majority of possession that's not going to happen no. so if we're going to give them the ball which we do it's important where we give them the ball yeah. and what we did much better yesterday is we give them the ball at the back at their back in their half and as soon as they come into our half, we pressure them. We press them. And we're tackling them. Yeah, I agree. Harris them, put in a few tackles, put it, left a few, like you know, on them. We've done what we need to do in their in their on their part of the pitch, rather than on the edge of our box, because we are so compact. And if we encourage, like we have done, if the last twenty minutes, last twenty-five minutes of games, and sometimes for the full ninety minutes where we've just invited pressure, good teams like United are, like Leeds are, good teams are going to eventually pick you off. They're going to create chances. They will hurt you, absolutely. And they play, they, 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 you need to, to play us. We, we are really compact. So you, they, there's always that wide ball available to them and we back ourselves to win the ball in the box. But what they've been doing is they've been playing it and, and, and having another cutback. Instead of launching it into the box, like they did yesterday where the Villa player had a, a head of seven yards out, they've, They've worked out that they don't have to lump it into the box. They can just do a quick one-two. And by the time our Meredith or Romeo gets out to them, they're yeah. in behind us and, and crossing it back it, from the byline into the box. And then that's far more dangerous than is a crossing from, from, from the touchline and, and we're playing to our strengths because we've got dominant centre-backs. You know, yeah, I mean, Neil, look, look. Neil's talking about, I'm just reading news at then as, as, as we're, we're taking the call at the moment. I mean, he describes it back to basics. Um, which it is back to Millwall basics. That's how we performed so well during that run last season. It was it was getting these 
the fundamental elements of the game. You've just described them well, haven't you? I mean, you know, the, the ball is, the, the can sit in the Aston Villa half, can't it? As soon as it crosses the halfway line, there's tackles, there's there's there's, there's shirts between, you know, the ball and, and our goal. That's Millwall back to basics. It, it, the key the key for me, at all times, if you're a Millwall player, is they, sh- they should never be able to play a pass without there being pressure on them. And the Sheffield United game was a, a great example of they had time to pick their parties out. I did, to, yeah, to, yeah and, I agree. And, they, and they've got far too much quality with players on the ball to, to find, you know, Billy Sharp. And, they, and, and to be fair, but they scored the same on Saturday, I noticed, that a, a ball to the back post and Billy Sharp not, nods it in and you're thinking, he's, he's, he's tiny. You know, yeah. he should not be getting on on headers at the end of the box, but it's the delivery with a bit of space, with a bit of clever movement, which the top players, top teams do, and we've been leaving ourselves open because we've not been pressing the ball. We've just we've held our box as kind of a fortress, but we've made we've we've just allowed them to to use all of the weapons that they they've got in penetrating us, and and they've got through. You know, there's always you can only defend that that way for so long without one bullet, one arrow finding its way through your defences, and that's 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 what we've left ourselves open to. I mean, some good some great stories. We've we've spoken about Tom Elliott already, and his. I think he's establishing himself now as a first choice pick at centre forward, um, and the you know the ideal is that he does establish himself there. I think Tone and and Steve Morrison looks to come from the bench increasingly to as an influencer rather than the the the, the lead man. But I also want to mention Shane Ferguson. There's a forgotten yeah. man. I mean, what character? What um what fight and 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 um uh you know what, what real guts to fight back from being in the twilight zone, Tone, and and yet now. He's, I'm just looking at the news at Den player ratings. He's 8.3. He's only just behind Lee Gregory, who I think was deservedly man of the match. But Shane Ferguson, not terribly far behind. Just the key word I think of when, when I think of Shane Ferguson is professional. You know, to be in the background, not be in the match day squad all the time, to be in the fringes, yeah. to constantly turn up for training, yeah. give your best, and when the chance comes to you, to take it. And, he, and that's what he's done. And, you know, I think it's helped that Elliot has been in the team when he's come into the team yeah. because Ferguson offers the team natural wit. He's and he's a left... Which is what we've, we've lacked. Match. We've lacked that, haven't we? Yeah, right. it is. We have, you know, I, everyone can understand. I can understand why AOB's in the team. AOB's a, he's a, he's a prodigy. You know, he's somebody that's got something. He's got that, I don't know, je ne sais quoi about him. Mm. He has that ability to do a bit of magic. And he's lethal in the box. But he's, uh, whether he's number 10 in our team, I don't know. I, I think he'll, Aiden will go somewhere else and probably be, you know, a, a, a fantastic player. But I don't, I don't know whether he necessarily... He's not a natural is. fit, is he? He's yeah, finding the right position for him. Yeah, yeah we're, we're fitting him into our system as opposed to anything else. And where Fergus offers Meredith, you know, Meredith has been fantastic considering that he's basically defending on his own, on his own all season. And he did for the majority when yeah. we didn't have Marshall in the team. And, that, you know, we, we didn't have Marshall at the start of the season and we didn't think we'd miss him. But what we missed was the fact that he was a left midfielder. Now, he's gone to Norwich and done absolutely nothing. He's probably regretting maybe slightly going other than the fact that they've, they've had him quite handsomely and for yeah. a long period of time. Yeah. Um, but I, And I would personally push for to get him in January if we could do that. If we could make a deal, I, I would do that. But that's taking nothing away from Shane Ferguson because what he's... he's He's brought, he's solidified that left side, and he's made it. He's given Meredith the backup that he needed 
literally no attacks came down the left side yesterday. None, none of them came down our left side, which is testament to, against Sheffield United, everything came down our side. Um, and yeah, and we got punished for it, didn't we? You know, yeah. Elliot's, you know, Elliot's in the box. You know, you've got Ferguson along with Williams are the two best crosses of the ball. You give them, you give them time on the ball, which we got yesterday. Villa plus time because that, their midfield was all over the place, and and we've got to be honest, they looked absolutely shocking at they the back. They, they, they had, started they had, well. I want to I just want to yeah. um, talk about the first goal because um, I thought here we go when they they, they you know that was a crossing from the right side, I believe, and, and volleyed home quite. Quite softly for me, Tony. I don't know what you think, but um, you know, I don't want to rain on the parade. But I, the defence just looks a little flaky at times, still, for me. Well, there's one word for that, and it's Hutchinson. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that I thought you were going to say Murray and Wallace, the two words. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you know what? And I thought I thought Wallace had, had a decent game, but um, <laughs> after that. But that was a defensive lapse, and it costs goals. You can't afford no. to switch off. Tammy Abraham in front of goal. Yeah, he's going to take no, his he, chance, and he, yeah. he, he he is going to take his chance, and he, and he got it. And he, you, like I said, Hutchinson's in the back line. For me, that doesn't happen, and it can't be underestimated the difference, the leadership he brings. Yeah, the, agree. agree. You know, yeah. How strong he is. Yeah. You know, I, to be fair, I'm. I'm, I'm an absolute fanboy of Sean Hutchinson. So well, player of the season, you don't get that for nothing. And, and, and we are no, missing his presence. You can't avoid that. Um, and at Millwall, you know, anyone that's got that title can, can, can quite happily put that pride of place. Forget about what you win in your career. You win player of the year at Millwall. Forget your Ballon doors and your golden boots. <laughs> yeah, forget that. You're Millwall player of the season. <laughs> you get Millwall player of the season. Fans player of the season as well. You've done something wrong. You must have at least run your nuts off for ninety minutes most weeks, and so you, you you know that. So he's just he's a, he's a fantastic player, and hopefully we'll get him back after the international break. I don't want to take too much away from from Wallace and and, and Cooper because I thought Cooper was. Well, he's, you know, he so he's looking stronger, he's stronger and stronger. Yeah, um, and an attacking weapon increasingly, Tony as well. I think he's in the last five games. He's assisted or scored in every single one of them, Absolutely. and he's a centre back. Yeah, you know, but no. he, you know, he, he wins so many of those. So balls into the box, and it, and it's not just because he's high, because Elliot's tall, but we, we we know that him at the back post, yeah. and we, we're dangerous because now teams think we're always going to go to Cooper, so you can twitch it up yeah. every now and again. You put one in the near post, and we had a cross where Williams hit the bar. You know, they think they're gonna, every time they're going to think the ball's to Cooper because a lot of the time it does and a lot of the time he wins it. Villa, in the in the second half, resorted to bringing him down, like throwing him to the ground. And we yeah. should have had a penalty like um, England in the World Cup, but we didn't get that. Didn't get it. No, the referee was, um, yeah, missed that one. While we're on the defence, I just want to press you on, on Ben Amos in goal. Um, I, I, he did well yesterday, I thought. Um, it, it, there's still this kind of debate as to whether we've gained anything or lost anything by not having Jordan Arch on. I'm not sure I can pick much between the two of them as goalkeepers. Where, where do you stand on that, mate? But Amos versus Archer. I agree. That he, um, they're, they're very similar. They mm. both seem, for me, shot from distance. They, they both they both conceded too many goals yeah. from yeah. outside of the box yeah. for my liking. You know, it, to play and and that's why you know to change it slightly about Amos, I I I, I would want my players like Williams and, and Leonard to have shots from distance. You know, from the edge of the yeah, box because yeah. the keepers at this level they're not up to 
what the what the ball how quick the ball flies how how powerful the shots are you know have a dig from 20 25 yards out and get it on target and there's a good chance you're getting a goal and i think that we suffer from that there there, there are very few keepers in the championship that have the ability to save a wonder shot from 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 a player from outside the box and and like like you've said I, I don't think we've we've gained anything neither lost nothing but i do think we needed to make a change for whatever reason whether it's whether it was confidence, whether it was um, something in the dressing room. Yeah. Who knows what was happening with Archer, but I think the defence seemed happier. They do, they do. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd, and, I'd and agree so with that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I, will, I will take the fact that he needs to potentially move his feet quicker. The, the two goals at Forest, I felt, were, were weak. Soft. Into, yeah, yeah, soft goals. He's got his hands to, to, to the free kick and pushed it into the, to the net. I, I, don't, I don't like criticising players... Um, and it's not not something we need to be doing on a, on a, on a regular. So mm. let's look at the positives. The, the defence are happier. We see he seemed to boss his box a lot better. And there was a couple of awkward shots at him yesterday. I must say that skiddy helped. day, you know, skiddy surface, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, surface, and they and they used it. You know, they've got players that use that surface. Yeah. But he, 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 he only one did he kind of fumble, but he fumbled it in his area so that only he, he could pick it up. And so. Yeah. You know, there's enough positives. He starts every week for me at the moment until... And, until well, until there's until some psychological make... collapse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then it's back to us. <laughs> you mentioned Ryan Leonard, and I just want to, um, before we, uh, my man in a match, I, I don't know, I, I, I press you on that, was Gregory, but I just want to praise Ryan Leonard. I think he's increasingly growing into his midfield role. I thought, you know, he's not been, um, he's not kind of torn the ground up yet, but he's, he's on the way to. Um, and I, I just think he's increasing in the role. Um, not yet a replacement for Savile, perhaps, but certainly growing into things. I personally, the, the centre midfield position in our lineup is the toughest place to play because you're expected to you're expected to be box to box to break up the play and then to be a danger in the final third. Now we've missed the danger in the final third because we've sat so deep that the midfielders are just out of the game in terms of scoring goals and having shots. Yesterday showed you the difference between a team that's sitting back and a team that's attacking a little bit more because both Leonard and Williams had shots in and around the edge of the box. And they didn't go in. We didn't score from any of them. But the chances are, you have two or three shots outside the box, you're going to score one of them. Um, and I felt that what his job is in that midfield is to do is to, to, to harry, to, to win the ball back, lay off for Williams, and then join in the attack himself. Williams has got time on the ball. He, he normally always picks out the right right pass. He does. And he seems yeah. to have so much time. You know, he's one of these players where... Everyone, you know, he panics me. He panics nearly all of our fans because everyone's like, "Man, on!" He seems to know, and then he just moves it a little bit, and then and then spreads the play. Don't get me wrong; he does get caught in possession a little bit, Williams. But that's going to happen with his lack with style. Yeah. But he's kind of Williams has made up for that. You know, recently in the last couple of years with his work rate, and he and he's and he's changed that, which is why which is why he's now really liked it at the end, as opposed to. You know, I think he was a bit hit and miss with, with fans before that, but now they see that he's got the work rate and he's able to control games. At, where, and Leonard, I think, he, for me, I, the best the best way I could put it, you said that he isn't quite level. I felt like I haven't missed Savile in the last two games because of his role. The way he's, he's, certainly, so, he's certainly moving in the right direction. And um, he ain't £8 million worth of player, is he? No. So, you know, we've got <laughs> no, £8 million pounds for no. that. You expect, you, know, you expect him to be a million pounds worth of player, which he is. And he's only going to get better playing in the team 
and if the team's and if it's playing well, I think the team's going to play well. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy with what it's contributed in the last couple of games, certainly. Man, man of the match, Lee Gregory. I think you said you agree with that tone. Um, scoring 9.1 on, on News at Den. I think that was an excellent performance yesterday from Lee Gregory. Didn't get a goal, but the work rate is incredible from him. I mean, you know, you, I can't see Tom Bradshaw starting, um, you know, all the time that Lee is in this kind of mood. He, he doesn't seem to want to give that shirt up, does he? It, you know, it's quite funny because I said to my son on about seventy-five minutes. Now my son's seven, but he's mm. he's, he's far more knowledgeable, but far more knowledgeable than I am. We're going to get him on the show next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the great defensive performance for his uh, for his uh, under eight line, line today. But um, I said to him at seventy-five minutes, I'd take I'd take Gregory off, bring on fresh legs to Bradshaw, mm. and he went, "Are you crazy, Dad? No, um, Gregory <laughs> uh, he's, he's he's running all over the place." And do you know what? After literally as I said it. Um, he's chased because I, I, I thought he was looking a little bit tired but then he seemed to get a second wind I don't know where he's got it from but he, and, and he was chasing everything down in the last 15 minutes and I, it I, was, you know, I thought yeah. it, 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 he, it, we know he gives us that you know that's that's a, that's a given with Lee Gregory I, one of my happiest moments personally was Scunthorpe away and, and I saw and he came out of the car park in the playoffs where, where, when we when we won 3-2 and he come out of the come out of the into the car park to, with his family and, and he, he could barely walk. You know, I'll give him a massive man hug to try and give him all the strength <laughs> that I had. The sheer he, amount of effort. The man literally yeah. he's, he's run himself into the ground and that's what he does. But I think his touch, his ability to read the game is, yeah. is, 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 is underrated. You know, he, his finishing isn't his strongest part because if he did, he wouldn't be playing at Millwall. No, no, he'd be, he'd be higher, higher level by but some he, distance, but yeah. He, but his touch his, his ability to bring whoever's playing with him into the game. You know, he, he, he's, he's that fox in the box where he gets, he reads most of the time the Elliot flick on or the Gregory flick on and he's able to have a one with, with, with either partner. And, you know, he's just, he's always going to be liked to the den because of his work rate. You know, that's the, the minimum we, we, we expect is that you give 100% every single game. And Gregory, Gregory gives you that. But I, I think he gives a little bit more in, in terms of, his ability to, you know, that, even that pass from Elliot where he'd done the turn, he's got in front of the defender. You know, it's, it's little things like that where good strikers know where to be on the football pitch, know how to position themselves. You know, Harris must be great in training to, to, to give those tips to the, to the strikers in terms of positioning your body so that the player either has to go through you to get the ball and then you get a foul, although I don't normally because it's Millwall, but you would get a foul if you're in any other shirt. Um, or you've, you're, you're in on goal, and, and he's, if he could if he could finish the ball more consistently, we'd, we'd be we'd be playoffs, and that, that's that's just fact. So I, I'm I'm really happy with the way the team played yesterday. They seemed more hunger. They pushed forward. They didn't allow, in the, certainly in the second half, players that not great players like Jack Grealish, who, who was yeah. in the ear of the ref the whole time, and, and that that annoys me when you just just concentrate on your football. You're a young player that's, that's likely to go places shut your mouth and play football instead he's moaning the whole time and you know he's got a chip on his shoulder and maybe that'll take away from him going to the next level to you know to the highest yeah level. no I, he, I agree with that. The, he's going to be a premiership player you know when he was on the ball you know he, he seemed to have all the time on the world and he could run players pass players at will but we nullified him in the second half and I think that's because it was a Millwall day where they weren't having it you know our players weren't having it the fans weren't having it and we come away with a deserved 2-1 win. 
Now, in previous in international breaks have come when we've needed the break and the time to try and reform things, get past a few injuries and just get our general heads together within the squad. But this one's come at a slightly awkward time now that we've got a bit of momentum at last going. Um, so no, no game next week, but we're away at Reading. I'm just looking at actually the next three games, Tony. Reading away, Wigan at home and then Ipswich at home. Now, um, you know, you can never hope for, hope for nine points out of out three games, but you know those are three winnable matches, mate. That that, that this could be a season turning series of matches the next three, couldn't they? It, it, it certainly could. The thing, the championships are ridiculous league, and we are the, the the biggest protagonists of. You know, you walk into the den. It's happened in the last mm. couple of years more than ever, where you're thinking we've got this one, a Burton at home. This is, yeah, you know, this is yeah, our game. Yeah, yeah, um, a yeah. Barnsley at home. We, yeah. this is, you know, it's not the Leeds where you're thinking we're in for a difficult one. No, the, the big games we tend to rise. We we tend to give the big teams, the Aston Villas. Yeah, we'll, we'll be up for that, won't we? In a way, you won't yeah, be up for the uh, I don't know, the Reading. Yeah, you're squad. worried. It's weird because as fans, we we go to the game worried about the opposition. But all we should be worried about is if forget who we play. As long as our boys go out there and give their all like they did yesterday, it doesn't matter who they're playing because that's all we need at the den. It doesn't mean we're going to win all the games. It doesn't mean that we're going to pick up three points every single time. But what it does mean is that we will give us the best opportunity to, to play well and, and win. And, and win. And that's all you can ask for. You know, I, I look at the, you know those two home games in, in Wigan and Ipswich. Wigan are, are always a bit of a bogey side for us. Yeah. And, it, and Ipswich likewise. Tuesday night you know, game, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, 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 but, but Reading away, I think, will see where we're going. You know, Reading have been dismal. There is absolutely no atmosphere in their stadium. It's a chance for us to go there, sing loudly, play with them some composure, get right in their faces because they, they don't like it at Reading. And if if we can pick up three points there, I think then, you know, that's that really is the, the season turned around. And, and we need to get ourselves up 14th, 13th. You know, that's where we should be looking at the moment. Any more than that will only depend on, because we can't expect to have a run like we did last year. That was just something something special. And, and it's not something that happens very often in, the, in a Millwall. Uh, in a Millwall scene but yeah. it, as long as we pick up the points because we're, we're playing the way we play we're, no one will ask any more of the team that's great stuff Tony really appreciate you coming on the show mate fantastic stuff no, more, I, I, I've really enjoyed it excellent <laughs> who stuff who doesn't want to talk about me? No, we can talk about it we can talk about it I love it this runs through our veins I don't know why but this, this club we're not, we're not a normal club, Nick. This we're not. Like, we're not. This is not Charlton or Palace. You know, we don't, we don't wear black T-shirts and white flags. We we're a club that, you know, we, we win and we're over the moon. It's, we, it's three points, but we're, we're over the moon and that's our week sorted out if we lose. It's always well, intense. Then, it's always intense. People, yeah, there, yeah, of course it is. We are, we, there's no, like you said with the team, there's no in-between, there's no beige. With Millwall, there's no beige. No. We've a red-faced, angry and you want to tear the world apart or, or you're you ecstatic like you just had ex yeah, you just <laughs> pills of ecstasy and you're buzzing your nut out on a, on a dance floor there's no in between with us and that's that's the passion of every single you know every single fan even my, my like i said my seven-year-old or my 16-year-old daughter or an eight-year-old fella there's no the, the meal is one way and that's all or nothing that's what we do we protect our own and we and we look we look we look on that pitch and you just you know, it's, it's passion. That's, that's our club. It's just passion. Sometimes it's placed, but most of the time it's in the right place. And always, well, that's, mate, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the club that we are. This is not a podcast, Tony. This is therapy. It's a psychotherapy. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Probably not for everyone. Absolutely. Me down until I do ref watch, and then, then I, I get angry. <laughs> back again, on it again. Yeah, of course, because I, I, it would be nice. Every, like, yesterday's ref was decent. You know, he didn't mm. make the big decisions, but he weren't. He didn't give us the little decisions. Were fifty-fifty. That's all I asked for. Just a fifty-fifty ref. Great it stuff, Tom. But um, yeah, uh, I hope a good afternoon, and thanks very much for inviting me. Thank you very much, Tony Thomas. I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.